Welcome to the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina. This is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for the eve uh, and the Sunday Sprint for the eve of Jets Pats. Uh, Luke, I'm going to say it straight up. I believe the rule here is 12 days notice for flexing, but you can same week flex with one week notice this early in the year. I'll take your word for it. I think if the Jets win, something in the future gets flexed. Yeah. I think this is this big of a game. And and even with nor, no Corey Davis, no Brees Hall, no Elijah Vera Tucker, you don't know if James Robinson's going to play. Yes, I know Zach Wilson was not very good. Um, Mac Jones wasn't that good either. No. And I trust the Jets defense over the Pats defense. The path, the Patriots, not pass, the Patriots defense. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, the Jets are playing really well. It's just my only concern is Belichick against uh, a younger quarterback in Zach Wilson. Did I hear correctly on the radio? Has Belichick won 12 straight against the Jets? Is that true? I don't know, but it would not surprise me since... Uh, no, because the playoff came, because it can't wait. That can't be true. Well, 12, uh, what, would be six years? Uh, yeah, it actually might be true. Yeah. It would not surprise yeah. me. The Jets have been plenty awful recently. Yes. That's, that's my only concern. I do think the Jets are in a better spot right now. I think they're a better team. They're at home. I think they should win this game. I, really, the only thing that I'm hesitating on is because... At the end of the day, it is still Bill Belichick. He has done well against that team uh, historically. And then just the idea of young quarterbacks, I know it's not quite, it hasn't been quite the, the same the last couple of years. You know, two has had success against him lately, but young quarterbacks against Belichick historically have been really bad at 25 years and younger. So that's, those are my concerns. But, yeah, I think the Jets should win this game. I'm surprised they're underdogs at home. And if they do win this game, things get really interesting moving forward in that division. Next week against Buffalo, mini, mini trap game. Uh, you want to fly to London? No. I meant that generally. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I don't think it's London either. I don't like this game, though. <laughs> I feel so sorry for the folks who have to call it because this is going to be ugly for Steve Levy, Louis Riddick, Dan Arlovsky, and Laura Rutledge. Broncos, Jags, ouch. Yep. Nice storyline. It's not going to be a fun game. No, we get back on track with these games because typically the London games have been boring. They're not the highest scoring. They're usually one-sided. I mean, this year was the first time we even had two teams with winning records play one another in a London game, and we've been doing this for like over 15 years now. So these games usually are not great, and we get back to that with, with this one tomorrow with two teams that, less so the Jaguars, but two teams that have kind of... Um, been underwhelming so far this year, a little disappointing to this point, and, and both teams that offensively have certainly scuffled. Uh, that's why I like the under. I think it'll be low scoring. Maybe in that sense, it'll be an interesting game. It could be close, but it's just there's not a lot of juice here. It's not very exciting. It's boring. Uh, it's for 9:30 on the East Coast. This will probably be a pretty sleepy game. Um, yes, I concur with that analysis because I agree. 
Hey, your Vikings return to action tomorrow against Arizona. Aren't you excited, Luke? Absolutely. You know, the bye week's always interesting because... I know. There was the Mike Zimmer bye week. There's the Andy Reid bye week. I, I, I see where this is going. Well, yes, yes, yes and no. Uh, first, I was just going to make a general point as a football fan. The bye week's always interesting because it's, you know, it's, it's lonely. You miss playing, watching your team play. But then, at the same time, it's kind of nice because it's a stress-free day. You can actually just pay attention to all the other games. So uh, the bye was kind of nice last week. But it is great to, to have the team back to be able to watch your team play. Then takes me to the point you were just making that, yes, some coaches are much better with time off. Others not so much. We'll see about Kevin O'Connell. This is the first time. But the Vikings just in general – since 2010, have been the worst team in the NFL following buys, and that's over the course of four different coaches. So I don't know what's going on there, uh, but this is another one where they're at home against the Cardinals team. On paper, looks like it should be a victory for the Vikings. They've been playing really well this year, uh, but I just have the concern of bye week. One of their players got in trouble with the law last week, which is typical Vikings. Um, so you just worry about uh, coming out maybe a little sluggish after the week off. The Cardinals in their building. The Cardinals are better on the road than at home for whatever reason. Uh, I worry about this one tomorrow. We'll see what we get from Minnesota. But historically, this is where the Vikings usually falter. When you give them some time to go uh, have some time off, they don't come back as focused for whatever reason. Um, You and I have a basic agreement on this show uh, that we don't talk about people's personal lives. Um, Players, coaches, that is. I can talk about Luke's Vikings all I want to him. But on this show, and it's tangents, we, we don't talk about people's personal lives. It's not our business, right? Yeah. Well, on Thursday uh, the of this week, that is, the Bucks lose. On Friday, divorce becomes official. Next week... Uh, which is week nine, the Bucks return to action in a high-profile game at 425 against the Rams. Where do you fall right now on Tom Brady, the quarterback and the person? Because right now, he, I said it last week, Tiger said that in 2010, having lawyers with him while on the road was not helpful to his golf game, period. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I mean, the guy's got a lot going on. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much that's playing into it. Maybe it's just the fact that, hey, maybe it is finally catching up to him. He's 45. If you go back and you look at other quarterbacks, the drop-off comes very quick. You don't see it coming. Uh, Peyton Manning, that final year, he was just terrible all of a, all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah. And uh, you go back to Marino, his final year, just all of a sudden, just wasn't very good. He was very good the year prior. Uh, Brett Favre, I saw it in Minnesota, had a historic season in 2009, came back in 2010 and was terrible. It just it happens in one off season. I don't know. Maybe that's the case for Brady. Maybe this is more about his, you know, his personal life um, bleeding into the performance. I don't know. But you watch that team on Thursday. I mean, the offense is just off. Brady's a little bit off. His throws are all just a, are just a hair off. Overthrowing guys, not on the same page with Mike Evans. Um, they've had uh, some miscues, some drops on offense. It's just it's not pretty. And I've been waiting for that bounce back. I, I, I thought against the Steelers, yeah, I could see them losing that game. But then I thought they'd come back in a big way against the Panthers. They were even worse. Then I thought, okay, short week at home. Brady doesn't lose three in a row. They'll, they'll win against the Ravens on national TV. And they were bad again. So I don't know. what to, This is not your typical Tom Brady team right now. Uh, it's ugly. 
And at this point, I guess I need to stop relying on history and just expecting that bounce back because maybe this is just a bad team. Maybe Brady suddenly got old or he's got stuff on his mind and they're not going to be able to bounce back. I think he's straight up distracted. I think he's straight up distracted. I, I, We'll see how the rest of the year goes. I'm hesitant to say that this is that, that, that last year syndrome, but those stats are really revealing. Yeah, he, he hasn't been good. We've seen it before. We'll see if he could turn it around, of course. Right? That'll be the expectation. You know, the good thing for him and the Bucks is that division is so bad. You have the Falcons and the Panthers yeah, playing yeah. tomorrow. Uh, both teams are under 500. That is a, a battle for first place in the division. So nobody's running away with it. Tampa, who knows? Maybe there'll be some sort of uh, eight and nine uh, division winner this year. So the good news for them is, is that division should remain wide open for them. And we'll see if Brady can right the ship and... Um, get things going eventually because this has been is shocking to me to see these last couple weeks how bad they have been on offense. If the Bills win tomorrow night, is Aaron Rodgers done? Sorry, I just uh, had to play radio host once in a while. This is one of those games where I feel like Aaron Rodgers gets back on track and then just leads us on for a couple more weeks. I... I I don't know what to think. This Packer team is not good. I saw it firsthand. Well, not firsthand, but through a TV, right? This Bills team is clicking, clicking, clicking. It's a statement game for Buffalo, but for Green Bay, I mean, get your act together. Yeah, they're just not a good team, and it's interesting because uh, I've said this before, but a lot of times under Rodgers, uh, they don't have great teams, and, and they're still going to make up that difference. This year, they're not, and... Maybe again, you go back to Brett. Maybe Rogers is just suddenly right. Maybe a little too old. Maybe he's a little half step off. Uh, maybe it's because they don't have that star receiver on third down, or they've been terrible going downfield. That's been a big difference for the offense. Then the defense was overrated too. Uh, in regards to the game, I, I, I usually don't like big favorites or predict blowouts because in the NFL we know it's usually a one score league, but. The Bills, if they beat you, they usually beat you pretty good. Uh, Josh Allen, I know when he's a double-digit favorite, I think he's covered the spread something like seven out of eight times, something ridiculous. Uh, when, when he's supposed to win by a lot, the Bills usually win by a lot, and they're expected to win by double digits tomorrow. I think this could be ugly, which is, is hard for me to imagine with Rodgers on the other side, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills win by a few touchdowns tomorrow night. And for Green Bay, I don't know. You know, we remember Rodgers saying relax and all these things over the years. I don't know if he can get this team back on track because I just don't think there's enough there. And Rodgers isn't playing at that elite status that he has in years past where he can carry a team on his own. I don't think he's doing that either. So I think the Packers could be in for an ugly one tomorrow. Rams 49ers. Can I talk about Cooper Cup and Turf or is that for a different show? (laughs) Hey, whatever you want. Look, it's a dynamic, you know, matchup, nice headlines, all that jazz. This is real. I mean, I'll, I'll be at MetLife tomorrow. This is a real deal. And field turf, injuries versus natural grass. I mean, look, you've witnessed it with Soldier Field for years. They can't get that field right. Now they want to move the damn team. What, I, I don't know. But I do think the Rams win that game. That Sorry, the Rams upset the 49ers. Even if it's not an upset already, I'm just saying they're going to win that game. I just go back to, uh, for whatever reason, um, outside of last year's playoff game, although you, you, know, you can make the case the Niners should have won that one too if they didn't drop the interception, if Tart didn't drop it. 
uh, for whatever reason, Shanahan has always owned McVay, so that's my go-to. It's a simple analysis, but whenever these two match up, at least in the regular season, I always favor San Francisco. Their defense always does a great job against McVay. Shanahan apparently knows where the bodies are buried, and so I like the Niners just because uh, he's had McVay's number over the years. Um, Luke, you don't want to make any comments on turf? On the turf? You know, it's interesting. I get where people are coming from. Um, I get the concerns. Um, I think nowadays we should have some better, you know, we should really do a better job either with the turf or just being able to play It kind of goes back to what I said about uh, even, ba- like, I think every baseball stadium should have a retractable roof. So right. No more rain delays or rainouts. Football, that's where I come in defensive turf. Like, I get it. Uh, maybe every stadium nowadays should have turf just to make sure there are uh, no issues like Soldier Field. But at the same time, uh, I understand the health concern. I don't know. Maybe there's a happy medium. I don't really have a great answer for no, it. No, no. And, and, and then and that's where I was hoping you were going with that, which is that field turf was supposed to make things better than, than AstroTurf. Which was the which was the cheaper replacement than than grass? Now everybody wants to go back to grass. Shouldn't we have gone beyond field turf by now? Yeah, right. You would think. I mean, you know, the Cardinals, I guess, have kind of mastered of growing the grass outside or whatever, and people could try to do that. But, yeah, and they they, uh, they they just drive it in on a rig, or whatever, or pull it in, or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a grass expert. If you're gonna, if. <laughs> If you specialize in agronomy and want to come on our show, we'll make it. We'll make time for you. We promise. Yeah, absolutely. Luke, we've reached the end of our, of our radio program. Oh. Uh, I know. What's your game of the day? Oh man, that's a good question uh, for tomorrow's slate. I'm going to say. Or 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 Monday. <laughs> you have an affection yeah. for AFC North no. battles. You know, I look at the schedule. I don't know. There's not a lot of great high heavyweight bouts. I might say Giants Seahawks. I mean, they're both over 500. They're two of the biggest surprises this year. Uh, they both play interesting games every week. They're finding ways to win. Uh, the Giants could be six. It could be seven and one if they win. I know. Seven and one, folks. Yeah, uh, I think that may be the game of the day. Not the sexiest matchup on paper, but it's intriguing. Power for America's game of the week on Fox. Um, I'm going to say my Jets, you know, Pats. Yeah. Interesting. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Sleeper game. I was going to say the uh, Giants. So that's my sleeper game. Your sleeper game. Oh. Sleeper game. I guess I'll go Monday Night Football, Bengals-Browns. I think I like the Browns at home against the Bengals now without uh, Jamar Chase. Um, I already gave my sleeper game. Uh, game to watch golf during Bears Cowboys. Sorry, nothing for you. I do agree with you there. I think the Cowboys blow them out. Uh, I'll just say the London game because it's early in the morning. They're kind of boring offenses. I'll be half awake anyways, uh, half asleep either way. So uh, that one. Half awake or half asleep? Yeah. Uh, I guess it is cup empty, cup full. That kind of deal. Right, exactly. And the person or player, uh, person, team, whatever, uh, Luke never preps for. Who are you watching them for tomorrow? Good 
great question. I mean, probably Malik Willis in his first career start. I don't know if he's ready yet. Um, you could also make a Kyler Murray joke because the new Call of Duty has come out this weekend, I believe, and he's a big gamer and he never plays well when the new video game comes out. So, whoa, 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 whoa. back up. What's this stat? Yeah, somebody on Reddit uh, discovered it. I don't have it in front of me, but if you go back and you look, whenever I don't know how it works. I don't play Call of Duty. I don't know if it's a separate video game or they release like a new portion of the game at a certain time because it happens pretty frequently. Call of Duty is a sorry, sorry for sorry for interrupting there. It's one of those classic shooter games, so it's not it it, it, it it's like a Madden, right? It's just this year's Madden, I guess, would be the equivalent. Yeah, so uh, I think he's a big gamer, and I think he plays pretty poorly whenever they come out with a new part, new part of the game, and I think there's one coming out this weekend. Interesting. Well, all the gamers are gonna, are will get on us for how poorly we described that, and probably yeah. well deserved, uh, considering that neither of us are gamers. In that, in, in that regard. But that is a fascinating stat. Wow. And I, and I cut you off there. So, Kyler Murray. Uh, my personal player to watch. Zach Wilson. Can he just calm down? Just run out of bounds. Please. <laughs> Have you seen some of these throws he's making, Luke? I know. I'm about to be sacked. Oh, no. I have to get rid of the ball. That's how you lose games against Bill Belichick, not how you win yep. them. Absolutely. We'll see when the games are played. Luke, as always, thank you. My pleasure, as always. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your football weekend.